We're doing it. Yeah. You guys like this song? Love it. Oh, nah, nah. What's up, everyone? We are <laughs> not so live on real estate, your source for all things real estate and mortgage related. I am your host, Paul Apostolakis, uh, my ever present co host, Salvatore Cusmano. Good morning. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Yeah. First of the month. Your hair looks fantastic today. Thanks. Yeah. Yours doesn't look bad itself. Thanks, man. Uh, we've got a <laughs> special guest today. We've got Kevin DiVirgilio. He works with uh, the real team. Site leader over in Oak Park, right on the border of Ferndale. Uh, you've actually only been in the business not that long, right, Kev? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's been a little over a year, little, a year and a half. Little, a year and a half had, has had a lot of success, partially due to, to my tutelage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is an ex-hockey player. He played hockey overseas, had a very brief stint in the NHL. Uh, some say he was too small to play. <laughs> But I, I, some say I didn't say it. Uh, how did I, Paul to talk you up, man? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, it's not. I mean, being a, a high level athlete like that, I think translate into translates into a lot of different things. Um, one of them being like you know sales, being competitive, and, and working really hard. You probably had a lot of good tools that you learned through all those years. And how did I mean? Did that help you transition into like the, the professional world? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, the biggest thing that helped was just the discipline being uh, the day-to-day that you go through as a professional athlete, yeah. it's, it's repetitive. Yeah, that's right. awesome. So you're going to sit in. You're going to talk to us a little bit about how to price your home correctly. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit why there's no better time to sell or buy than right now. I, I think you feel very strongly about that. Got a few things we're going to talk about, some headlines, new home sales at a 10-year high. Those are new builds, uh, rising rent affecting the market. And I also want to talk about why it's so important to do an inspection when you're buying a house. And I think, Sal, you could talk a little bit about that Yeah. because uh, you just went through it. But, but let's start with Kev. Kev, talk to me a little bit about, I mean, look, it, it, one of the most important things um, when you're selling a house is how do you price it correctly, right? Everybody thinks their house is worth a million dollars because it's their house and, and nobody has a better house. And I put a lot of time and effort into fixing my cabinets and fi- fixing my floors, although you know, it might not be someone else's aesthetic. How do you temper those expectations and get that house priced correctly to A, create like some traction and also get it sold effectively? Oh, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a something that you have to do, uh, to drive the price up. You know, you have to look at comparables that's sold in your neighborhood, look at the finishes of the home. Right. And uh, pricing it correctly is not what you think your home's worth or what maybe the popular's estimate tells you. Um, there's there's a lot more to it. There's uh, you know, price per square foot and different things around you that can push sales up, but uh, appraisal has to be good. So, you know, pricing it at appraised value where you think appraised value is going to come or a little bit lower, it's going to get the amount of activity you need through your home. and. Uh, you know, from what I've seen, you need at least 10 showings to get one offer. So in the first seven days, pricing your home right is going to net you the top dollar that you want. And not pricing a home right and pricing it high and chasing the market is going to let the mar- let your property sit in the market longer. And in the end, you're going to net a lot less money. So you're thinking in your mind that it takes about 10 showings to get a real good, a solid offer. Typically, yes. Okay. That's interesting. I, I don't, I've never heard that ratio, but that, that that's probably true, right? Yeah, I think that... Uh, you know, to your point, right, the appraisal is a big part of it. A buyer might not be very educated when walking through the house, right? So they end up going, they put an offer that's high, the seller kind of gets a big head about it. Yeah, let's do a bidding war, right? Keep it going. And then 
an appraisal checks everyone and the deal either falls apart or someone's got to bring more money. Do they have that? And now it's listed back on the market and you got to drop the price. Yeah, and that's something that you know no seller wants. You know, when a property goes on and off the market with not doing the due diligence on the front end, pricing it properly, and it falls through the finance. People don't yeah. know it fell through a finance. They right. just see a property went on the market and off the market. Right. So their you know their head starts spinning. You know, what's wrong with the property, and that slows down activity. Right, and I think you know the goal is obviously if you're selling a house, you want to sell your house, right? Mm-hmm. But in within mind of you know trying to net the most out of it, but that's why you need to hire an agent. Because, you know, <laughs> unless you know how to pull comps and price things out, I mean, you're going to be either very high or very low and cut your own foot off doing it. Well, the worst thing that I think you could do is is let your house get stale, right? If you if you price your house wrong, that house sits on the market for too long, it gets, it gets gets it's going to get stale and nobody's going to – I mean, once a house yeah. has been sitting there for a while, you know – In this market? Yeah, it's, I mean, where people, houses are flying off, right. and oh, it's been on the market sixty days. What's, What's wrong, wrong with, it? with it? Right? Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with it? Yeah, exactly. And you never want to be you never want to be chasing the market. You know, as an agent, as a buyer's agent, when I'm looking for homes for potential clients or clients I've been working with for a while, I'm looking at the market monitor. What that is is the is the homes that just hit the market in the last two days, and that's what I'm sending them because mm-hmm. I've already sent them everything that's been in the market in the last twenty days when I first met with them for a consultation. So they saw that. They're almost over it. They're going for the new properties, and everyone wants what's new and shiny. Right. That's what's new in the market. Well, it's like buying a car, right? You go, you buy that car. Next couple of days, you look on Auto Trader or something like that, and, man, that one has lower miles. Yeah. <laughs> it has the option I wanted, and it's two grand cheaper. Right? Everybody's, looking, like, everybody's looking to upgrade. So yeah. you want your car to be presented the best. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So let's talk to me a little bit about why you believe right now is the best time to buy or sell. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, it's, it's contrary to popular belief, right? <laughs> Most people think, oh, I'm going to wait till the spring. You know, that's when it's hot. And that's where I'm going to put my house in the market. I have my own feelings on this. I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell me kind of your opinion on why you think right now is, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique opportunity to take advantage of. Uh, but talk to us a little bit about what you think about that. Well, I mean, Paul, you, as you know, you know, interest rates are still very low. So yeah. money's cheap to borrow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, as we get into these winter months, you have more serious buyers, people that have to move. They right. have to buy a house. So you get the summer months, you get a lot of people window shopping. You got people coming through your home when you list it. Maybe you're having a ton of showings and they're not really serious buyers. Right. The winter months come, you, you kind of weed out those people and you have the people that really have to buy a home. They're coming through and... It doesn't take 10 showings anymore. Maybe it takes five. Right. You have, uh, you're, you're not wasting your time. You're not leaving your property to have, uh, you know, a cup of coffee and wait for a showing that literally is just a, a neighbor window shopping. Yeah, which, by the way, having a showing, I, I sold my house uh, without actually having a lot of showings, but uh, just having the few that we did have, it is super annoying. Uh, you've got you to, gotta, like, pack up the kids if you've got kids. I mean, because you you, you're not supposed to be – I mean, it's not good for you to be there. It's, nobody wants the homeowner there right. when you're looking at the house saying, hey, I really love my toilet. It's awesome. Look <laughs> at it. Look how it flushes. So you got to leave the house. So, like, having more serious buyers, I think that's, that's absolutely on point. Mm-hmm. I also think that the people selling their homes uh, are, 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 like, uh, are ready to get out of there, right? I mean, you're not – you're not selling your house right now if you're not like willing to like just you, you're a little bit more motivated to, to move. Right. I also think the buyer has a little bit of leverage right now, whereas coming the spring months and summer months, they lose that leverage again because it's again it's 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 a seller's market, and right now we've got a little bit of an opportunity to be more of a buyer's market. Well, if you're doing what everyone is doing at the same time everyone's doing it, 
I mean, there's going to be a lot more competition. <laughs> can, you, right? can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. so how, how did that go? I don't know. If, <laughs> if you're doing it when everybody else is doing it, at the same time that everyone's doing, doing it, it, right? So if you're out there, you're looking at a home, and yeah. so are 15 other people in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like half of them are tire kickers, mm-hmm. and it's just eating up your time And as a seller, right? To right. go out and go out for two hours, and, well, we've got a list of 30 homes because blah, 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 and it's just a nightmare. I think that, you know, the fourth quarter, first quarter is is probably the best time to buy a home, you know? Sellers, like you said, are out like desperate to sell, right? Mm. I mean, it's the winner. Right. right. It's a nightmare to move. And uh, they just want to make it happen and make it as smooth as possible. So if there's an opportunity for someone serious to come in and create an offer, uh, you might, okay, get five grand less, but what's that five grand worth to you waiting another six months where the market's a little more unpredictable? Exactly. And if you, uh, as a seller, you know, the spin off that is you get out of that home and you're now in a market where you might have some leverage, like Paul said, to be able to, to get on the buy side and right. get something under, again, while, while money's cheap to borrow and mm-hmm. and uh, to get to your dream house. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly think right now is a, a very good time to buy and it's a good time to sell. I mean, there's, there's arguments on every side of it. I mean, obviously, there's, there's arguments for the spring to be sold, but I, I think people miss an opportunity if they're just totally dismissing this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as a seller... Uh, you need to know your options. If you can buy without selling, okay, you can do that. Sell your home afterwards, take the money and put it against that mortgage without even refinancing. And it's like you're in a very similar position as to selling the home and then buying. Yeah, so, many, many, many people don't know that you can do that. Many people don't know that they, you can take that chunk of money, put it towards your new mortgage and actually get your payment readjusted. Yeah. It's called a recast, uh, and 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 if you're dealing with a the high a high level loan officer, they should be offering that as a as a as a as a right. uh, opportunity for you to take advantage of. Yeah, well, it creates a lot of uh, comfort in that situation, knowing that you can buy first. I mean, you might have to float a mortgage payment or two at the same time, but right. is that better than desperately buying a house you don't want because you've sold your home and you have sixty days to get to basically be out of it? Right. <laughs> right. It's it's just. Uh, a good opportunity. So know your options. All right. Yeah. So we've, were you going to say something? No, yeah, you sure? Great. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. Right. Thank you. So uh, I, we've got a few headlines here that I wanted to talk about. I usually do this, Kev. Which one would you like to start with? Oh, let's go with uh, rising rent affecting the market. Ouch. Ouch, Baba. <laughs> um, so yeah, rising rents are is affecting the market. Look, um, and you know, there's reports all over the place. I, I didn't pick one specific one, but there's there's article after article that rents are rising across the board. Um, it is getting more and more expensive to to rent a home as compared to in the past. Uh, more and more investors are buying rental properties. More landlords and and less and less people are are, are going into home purchasing because it is, you know, right. you know, there's there's it's, it's harder to buy a house today. Harder to buy a house. Rates are potentially rising. If you're a landlord. Right, and you can get in at this time and buy a home at the low rates. Hey, man, heard you can't find a home. <laughs> you know, I got this place twenty five hundred. The way bucks. you put it, the way you put it's that slimy, is so but, sleazy. Dude. But it is what it is. Yo, you got no option. Come over here, man. I'll, well, I'll if you're a landlord, what are you thinking? Well, I'm gonna give him a deal because no, you know, he can't find a house. No, I feel bad. You don't for gotta him. say it yeah. like that, dude. Sure, it's horrible. I'm putting my head in my my mind in the mind Sleaze of a landlord. Board. I mean, I don't know. What do you I think? Mean, everyone's out there got your back. Relax, relax. <laughs> Sorry, so, oh, Sorry, Paul. Jesus. So, um, I mean, look, I, I yeah, this is a, 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 an issue, right? I mean, and I think this is more reason why you got to talk to a loan officer. You might not think you could buy a house, 
Talk to a real estate agent. Talk to a loan officer. Because realistically, owning a home is a much better investment than renting. Um, and it, a lot of people don't even know that they have an opportunity to buy. I mean, how many people do you talk to, Kev, that uh, potentially are going to look to rent? And all of a sudden, they're like, you're like, well, you could probably buy. Why don't we look at that, right? It's countless every single day. Really? I mean, every day, my yeah. team and I, we, we make a lot of phone calls. We talk to a lot of potential clients. And a lot of times, they do come in on, on, as renters and looking for a rental property or a rent to own. Yeah. Um, and we... I mean, I give them your number, Paul. Thanks. And, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. And you usually reach out to them and yeah. talk to them about their options. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they are in the position to buy and they don't know it. They, they don't, don't even know it. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, and that's the, that's the beauty of what we do a lot of times is opening up those doors for people. But the door can't be open if you can't if you don't knock. You know what I mean? Right. So, you, you, you know, someone might, might, might tell you, hey, talk to But you, you, if you're thinking about renting or you are renting, and you've got what is it like one month's deposit? You've got yeah, the security well, it's deposit, one and a half month security deposit plus another month. So you're already looking at you know five six grand. Yeah, just to move into a rental and put you're going to spend that anyways on rent, right? And you're, yeah. you're, that money's gone. I think it, it boils down to something that we we talk about a lot is that, you know if you want to buy a home, figure out what you need to do to make that happen. Just don't buy a home to buy a home though. No, right. no, yeah. no, no. That's not what we're saying. But like, for sure. I mean, if 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 you're like there and you're teetering between the two, look. If you buy, here's the benefits of buying a house. You're paying yourself. You're putting money in your own piggy bank. Uh, you're going to gain equity, probably. I mean, historically, other than one anomaly that we've had uh, pretty recently. Um, so over. Tax. What's that? I mean, tax implications are huge too. I mean, write off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many benefits to owning a home that. You know, you're, you 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 gain wealth by owning a home. You lose wealth by renting. Oh, and I think you step up to the plate with responsibility. Yeah, you know, pride you, and ownership. You get yeah, to, you get to live the American dream. Which it's is big beautiful. deal. Big Just so everybody knows, all our listeners, Sal is a renter. I'm a renter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in the mortgage industry, and he's literally he went he he put an off few offers on a house uh, the past few days. He's looking to become a homeowner, and I think uh, it's tough. so. Tell me how that feels. I you mean, know, it's I never being in that seat, right? Yeah. You know, it, like when you're a renter, you're kind of in the back seat. It's like an Uber ride, right? <laughs> oh, I'll get out when I want to get out, right? Yeah, right. But uh, buying a home, it's tough, man. It's got a and it, it's funny because you have to like live with some harsh truths that you know unless you're building your custom own home and uh, have the ability to do so, which usually requires a lot out of pocket, uh, you're going to kind of have to just live with some things, right? Where you want to live, what do you want to buy? If you're buying in like a high, like a Berkeley or a, a Royal Oak, I mean, you're buying an old an old home unless you're building new, right? And there's a lot that comes with an old home. Uh, yeah, well, and we're going to get to that next. I think yeah. that, that goes right that's into the a, inspection that's a good part. Segue, yeah. Yes, but uh, just just so everybody knows, Sal is uh, um, he is a little averse to commitment. Yeah, um, which I is partially the, the issue with buying a house. I mean, he is Big commitment. Ladies, he is single, and he has always been single since I've known him, uh, except for a brief moment, which is a really weird time yeah. in his life. He was, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Kevin, you just bought your first house, right? Not not too long ago. I did. Um, so you're kind of like a little bit ahead of, of, of Sal. Be, being a homeowner, how is it different than renting in your mind? Uh, how is it different? Well, I mean, I guess what I mentioned before, you know, there's that pride and ownership and uh, you have something to kind of call your own. Right. And uh, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. But it's a lot fun. of, st- yeah. yeah. You guys yeah, both fun. tied the knot. 
But you know, yeah. I I feel like that's something that spurs buying a home too, right? Like that, it's absolutely. when you're single. Uh, I feel like it's almost like uh, it is a l- much larger commitment because you're doing it by yourself, right? And you might have renters, mm-hmm. you might have roommates. What if they leave? Blah blah blah. And when you're married, that's I mean, a bi- you've it- already basically signed your life away anyway, so you might as well sign away a mortgage. There's no single big <laughs> life of like. There's two things that For happen. For better or worse, yeah, well, your life away. I mean, there's two things that happen. You get married, you generally buy a house. You have kids, you absolutely. I mean, you absolutely are looking at buying a house because you don't want to rent. So. Um, but but before that, for all you single sales out there, single sales, it's not a bad idea to look, think about buying a house. You will yeah. build some some wealth early, right? Yeah, might help, may even help you get. There's married. a lot of single sales out there. A lot <laughs> but, of single sales. So segueing into the next topic, why is it important to do an inspection? Um, so when you are buying a house, and Sal, you just kind of went through this. You were looking at buying a house. You did an inspection. You took the time to do it, and you probably see this all the time, Kev. And, you know, some things came up and that you weren't super comfortable with. Right. And I'm seeing it more and more today is like people are doing inspections. Um, and lo and behold, there's stuff that's coming up that they're not real, real, real. They, they need to relegate in their mind and figure out if they're ready to take that on. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, like I said, you have to live with the reality of what you're buying. Right. I mean, if I'm buying a house built in 1947, I'm not expecting it to smell like fresh paint. Right. Like, I get the fact that there's going to be some issues with the home. But with that being said, a lot of people uh, in this market want to buy a remodeled home, this and that. And you can put, you know, a pretty dress on a girl, but she might be evil inside, right? Or, you know, uh, (laughs) you got to think of beauty skin deep, right? You got it. You know, you you can lipstick on a pig. Sure. You can throw some, uh, you know, granite countertops, this, that, but ultimately you got to look at the bones of the structure of the home, right? Uh, this particular home, it was awesome. It was nice. There was nine offers on it. Uh, I went in very aggressive and uh, sagging floor, man. You know, you kind of walked on it. No big deal. Let's put an offer. You're all excited, but you need to take a step back and think about what's on that inspection report. What's it going to cost you and what are you paying for it? You know, if that house is at the top of the market, you better have a house that doesn't need much, right? right. So, Kev, you, I mean, Kev, you actually were present in my inspection because you were my real estate agent, right? Yes, I was. Um, and what I realized through that process is it gives you a real opportunity to live in the home for a few hours, yeah. right? And you even told me this. You said, take your time. This is basically your opportunity to get comfortable with the house and and, and get intimate with it. Because realistically, we put an offer. We looked at it. Mm-hmm. You put an offer on. Uh, and you think you want it, but then you really get an opportunity. So talk to me about how, you know, for your clients, for you, for anybody that's looking to do an inspection, what should they be looking for? What should they be doing during that time? Well, what you should be doing during that time is really taking the time to to really look at the home like you talked about and make sure it is the right fit for you. It's the right fit for your family. Um, what you're looking for in the inspection are major ticket items, like Sal talked about. He had a sagging floor. That's a big ticket item. It's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. You're not going through the home to nitpick the home and look for a right. broken light switch or something like right. that. You're looking at the foundation, the electrical, the plumbing, the things that can be costly to you. And uh, as a new home buyer, a lot of times you don't have a lot of liquid capital to dump into a house. Right. And depending on where that is in the market, you're looking to obviously – you have a good real estate agent like myself, it's been <laughs> <laughs> renegotiate, <Plug. laughs> 
be able to renegotiate during that inspection period for you if there are some issues with the home that uh, that may be costly to you and, and hurt you. Well, the, yeah, I, I yeah. think that the inspection period, which is typically after you sign a purchase agreement, like seven to 10 days, right? Yes. That's your opportunity to do your due diligence, make sure that the house fits all the, the bills that, that are major, right? Like you said, light switches, this, that, little bit of cracks in the driveway, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You're not buying a brand new home. Um, exactly. And if you are, your builder better fix that stuff, right? <laughs> but when it comes down to it, I mean, it's your opportunity, like you said, to live in the home. And part of living in the home is fixing the home. And if you have to shell out three G's to uh, trim back these trees, think about it. You know, it's going to destroy your roof, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, man, I should have rented. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Kevin, in your opinion, um, would you ever suggest someone waiving the inspection? The only person I ever suggest to waive an inspection is an investor that is going into a property knowing that they're going to rehabilitate the entire thing. Mm -hmm. If you are a home buyer and you're buying a personal property, for yourself to live in as a homestead ownership. Yeah. Inspect the home. Inspect right? it. Take the few hundred dollars, get a good inspector, get a referral of a good inspector, yeah. have them look at it, take the two or three hours. This is your time to, to really feel the home, like you said, walk around, you know, get right. a good feel for the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're a structural engineer or an investor <laughs> who, you know, knows what they're doing when they go even through they the home don't the first know. Time. Even, right. even they don't know how to, like, go through and right. actually do an inspection. Like, like I, you say don't. an investor they who's going to take it down uh-huh. to the studs, they'll see the bowed structure, the crack foundation, and say, nope, right? Yeah. Like, my inspector, by the way, he did a great job. Um, he pointed things out that I never would have thought of. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Never. A cool thing about a good inspector doesn't just inspect the home. If you're there, they're going to they're going to prep you on the home. They're going to educate you on you know, where the electrical box is, how to shut off the main the main circuit, where the water turnoff is, things that you don't know as, right. a, you know, as a new homeowner, especially a first-time owner. But he's going to give you a lot of information. He also gives – they usually give you, you know, a 20- to 30-page report on your house. Right, These yeah. Are, you know, not things that you have to take care yeah. of on day one, but you have a really good roadmap. Being yeah. in the business on the finance side of things, I almost had, like, this big head of, like – I know what I'm doing, man. I'm going to go in there and write this offer. We're going to seal this thing you, up in three big weeks, head? right? Really? And, uh, <laughs> God. and uh, you know, it, it was uh, definitely humbling. Like, I don't know anything about buying a house other than making the, the money be at the table very quickly, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, we listen, even, even with us, when we're listen like – your pros. A hundred percent. Like, I, I, I've done a, uh, thousands of transactions, and when I – Went to buy my own house. I relied on you, Kev, to give me a lot of information, even though I've done a ton of transactions. But when you're in it and you're going through it, it's like, you know, it's much different. You need, I mean, I realized how important it was to have an advisor there next to me, kind of with a level head that does that as a profession, as opposed to me who's emotional and wants something, something you know, right? Like it just, it's a much different scenario. Um, all right, that's a that's a really good, I mean, just for, for, for our listeners' sake, Get an inspection if you're buying a house. I've seen it time and time again. Also, make sure you're checking the uh, the sewer lines nowadays and and the, and the outflow like of the home. I've I've heard time and time again right now that those are you know especially in the older homes that's a big problem that people aren't in the past weren't doing and end up being a big expense because that's not in the house. Yeah. How much does that cost, Kevin? Usually to do that. 
uh, generally between around the hundred dollars for a super scope, yeah. seventy five to one hundred dollars, and it's it can be priceless, dude. Right. Yes, it is priceless. Yeah. You get if you're buying an older home, you know, especially in the Woodward corridor, these forties, thirties homes. Yeah, like those terracotta pipes, big man. trees out front. You have to get a sewer scope. Um, it's not so much. Yeah, a lot of times there'll be roots. It's a quick. It's a quick fix, but. The odd time where it's not just the roots and there's some kind of crack or something like that, it's it's a huge expense. It's huge expense. Just, you know, eight to ten thousand dollars for sure. Right. All right. So last topic, guys. New home sales, ten year high. More and more people are buying new construction homes. Uh, harder and harder to find homes that uh, you know people want to live in that are already pre existing. Uh, because of you know a couple a lot of reasons, but most of it is inventory so low it is at, it's like forcing people's hand to go look for a new construction. You just can't you can't find exactly what you want. So people are just building it. I think builders. I bet what's happening just as a as a, a consequence to all this, materials are going up. Uh, demand for help is going up. So like we're just seeing a lot of this movement. And, and Kev, you talked to me a little bit about this, but um, what are you what are you seeing in the market on the, on the new home sale side? New builders uh, is it getting is it getting is it even that getting stressed a little bit where that that's being hard to find now? It is. Yeah, it's it's actually competitive even on the new builds. Uh, yeah, you know if you have a a good location and a new subdivision that goes up and those lots can go quick within a week. Yeah. You know, they're, they're literally, literally flying off the shelf. That's wild, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about this. I mean, a new a new uh, neighborhood goes up and it's sold out before like anything, which is nuts. Right. And, you know, even on the custom side, it's even harder because they're trying to build exist, you know, build a new home in an existing neighborhood. They have to find a house at the right price, demolish it, put a new one up. Right. So that's like, now it's way more expensive to buy a house as the prices rise and there's lower inventory. So it's uh, I, I don't see this market, guys, like changing or like slowing down in the next year at the very least. Right. Like next ne- like starting next spring, it's going to be nuts. Right. Short yeah. of nuclear war, I don't see anything going, going I mean, south. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> bombs do change things yeah. For, yeah. to your point. But um I just, you know, for for all our listeners out there, I, I mean, and I don't know if you disagree or agree, Kev, but like, I don't, I, I'm like almost like scared of what's going to happen come the spring. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're you're exactly on point. It's it's just strengthening, and uh, obviously, you know, with the economy doing so well in the city, it's just uh, it's the boil over everywhere else. It's just it keeps going up. It's why I mean, it's all well, countrywide as, almost. As an agent yeah. and a buyer. You know, you need to be thinking about the frontiers of the market, right? Like, obviously, the Woodward Corridor was hot the past five, six years. The final years. frontier? Yeah. Hey, well, it's ever <laughs> expanding. Talking I'm talking Hazel Park, Oak oh, Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, right? I got you. Yeah, I got, uh, I got what you're and saying. some offices, like, you know, Kevin's site, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. It's yeah. the ne- where it's going to hit next. So, I mean, you got to be strategic. Yeah, we're going to start definitely seeing these outlying uh, neighborhoods benefiting from this overflow from Royal Oak, Birmingham, um, uh, Ferndale. I mean, there's just all this overflow and even the suburbs are, are blown up. You know, you go out to Nova, you go to the West side out there, you go to Macomb. I mean, it's just, it's really all over the place. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's unreal really what's going on right now. So, um, Kevin, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being my agent and, and my friend. Um, t- tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Oh, you can get a hold of me. Give me a call anytime. It's 
396-4246, or you can email me at kevin at mirealteam.com. Give that number one more time, man. 248-396-4246. And on that, we're going to go back to my song. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are not so live on real estate. See you next time. Good deal.